Hey everyone, I am so excited for today's episode. This is Olivia coming at you all and Gloria is on with us today, Kayla, and we are so excited to do this all together with you guys. Um, Q&A style, we are going to interview Gloria. Hope you all are having a great start to your week. I just have some questions that I'm going to ask Gloria and we're going to bounce off of each other and just be raw, real, and relatable with you guys today. So starting off, Gloria, why don't you introduce yourself and then we'll go into our questions. All right. Hi, I'm Gloria. <laughs> um, I am a mama of two beautiful little girls and um, I have, I met Olivia and Kayla through our company Um and yeah, that's about it. Yes, yes. I <laughs> love the I love your story and it relates so well and it just vibes so well with Kayla and I. And I just want to preface before I start going into these questions how it was so humbling and just freeing to see you in Mexico and finally meet you and have that human connection because we were on that rooftop and at the sky bar that night. And I remember seeing you tell your story about your dad and your past and struggling. And it just resonated so well with me. And I know you impacted so many lives that night and I'm so excited to have you on. So, you know, I, the first question is just to get to know you a little bit. How long have you been clean and sober? Um, I have been clean and sober of opiates for um, over five years. I, um, I've been clean and sober completely for three years now. Wow. Okay. So opiates was your downfall like me. Yes. Yep. Yes. That's, that's the biggest thing I had problems with too. And I'm so, I, I love how you're so raw with that. So your first two years being clean off opiates, did you, um, you know, you still had some struggle in the beginning of your recovery journey. Is that right? Yeah. So I had, um, I had actually, what made me become clean and sober was I had lost my, my daughter. My daughter, um, was one and a half and, um, my better half, um, was selling drugs and we, my house got raided by the feds and um, we had already had DCF in our life because he had overdosed um, while he was home with her. And it just kind of went from there. Like he had kept it a secret and like um, they thought I was clean and it was something that kind of just bit us. And um, it was all part of God's plan. I'm not going to lie. He was kind of like, you're not going to stop on your own. So I'm going to have to take away the, the person that you love the most. Um, and that's what had gotten me clean and sober off of opiates and going from there. Like the thing is, is like, I had definitely grown because I was clean and sober um, completely for a year until I had relapsed um, maybe like a year and a half. And I had gotten my daughter back. Um, and I just had my firstborn. And I had relapsed and immediately I knew I had to go get help. Um, and it was something that like I was struggling. I was depressed. I had postpartum depression. And it was something that I kind of just like, I can't let this get to the point where I let like, you know, 
fentanyl right now. Yes, yes. That, so good. that is so cool. Yeah. Kayla, why don't you um, share a little bit about her response? Because I love that our children have such a positive impact. Like they are our hearts and our soul. And when they come into our lives, it's like, it's not about us. It's so much bigger. And I love how you said that because, you know, you identified with the things that you were struggling with and you took action and, you know, it took time after time for me, I had so many attempts to get it right. And it was having Lincoln and realizing that I had to become a mother and start doing things different when I finally stopped. Yes, I agree with that so much. And Gloria, I, you know, your story is so touching and I relate to your story so much because I was the same way. I felt, you know, I accomplished so much. I got clean, but was I genuinely happy? I wasn't. So even after I gave birth, I still went out there searching for something that I thought would make me a better mom or I thought would give me the motivation and energy that I needed or whatever the devil put in my head that made me think I needed fentanyl to get through my day. Um, I think it's so crazy how the devil comes in our lives and twists things like that because as addicts, we truly believe that we need something like that to get through. So Gloria, that was so powerful. I agree. Um, Literally waking up in the floor, seeing my daughter, the one time that that happened, um, literally changed the game for me. It, it made me realize I can no longer, like, I, 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 what if I wouldn't have woke up, you know, then I, she wouldn't have a mom. So that opened my eyes to no longer, I've got to do something about this. And, you know, God spared me. So I relate to that so much, Gloria. Thank you for that. Yes. Our next question, I want to know a little bit about, you know, your family and like, you know, how did you deal with your family's judgment and rejection of you once you, you know, finally got clean? So this is the whole thing. So when I had <laughs> lost, um, that's, that was the first time anybody knew I was even using, I was a functioning addict. I worked a full-time job. Um, and Oh, um, so it was very strange um, because I had to first off admit for the first time out loud that I had a problem and ask for help. Before I went into detox, the one thing that I needed was my family and to go to them and like also like tell them that I betrayed them for so long and their trust and everything that it, I struggled with addiction since I was a teenager and I made it seem like I was clean for years and years and years when I wasn't. And for that trust to be broken and having to reach out to my family for help before I went to detox, I needed to make sure my daughter wasn't going to a foster home. I needed to make sure that she was going to be surrounded by family that, and given the love that I know, she needed and still to this day my family has trust issues with me and I completely understand and it's something that's going to take time to rebuild um but because I lied for so many years and because I I hid and it's just something that I know in God's time will heal but it's still a struggle today and for my family to just like that was like the biggest part. I was lucky enough not to get in trouble with the law, even though I knew um, Danny was selling drugs out of our home with our child there and we were using in the home with her in there. 
I never got in trouble with the law. And I'm so I'm blessed because I should have so many times. Um, so I don't struggle with that, like finding a job or anything like that, because jobs don't know my past. Do you know what I mean? Because I don't have a criminal history, but my family are the ones that affected the most. Right. Oh, yes. I love that because see how, you know, we have so many different battles that we have to face and rebuild and restore. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of issues family wise, too. But to hear how you're so open about it and the fact that, you know, in God's timing, when it's the right time, the appropriate time, you're okay with that. I'm sure you have peace in that and you're you know, moving your feet one day at a time to know, like, it's going to happen when it, when it needs to happen. Okay. So next question, uh, Gloria, tell me and Kayla and the, the listeners, what would you, if there was someone listening today that is just, a, that is struggling with being an addict or just anyone in general, you know, if, if they're in the network marketing, you know, industry or anybody, whoever is listening to this podcast, what would you tell them? How would you tell them to own their truth and walk in their authenticity? So I had recently come off of Boston. Um, and what got me through the end of that was knowing that I was going to inspire somebody with my story. And it was probably the hardest thing for me to admit because I never also admitted that I, I used Suboxone for over eight years for pain and for my life, you know, and um, I finally did. And the amount of response that I got um, of how inspiring I was is what truly lit my fire to share my story even more and to own my truth even more. Because there are so many people out there that can relate and so many people out there that you can inspire and own that shit. The point where you're honest, like in your own head, like, you know what you did own that out loud and you will get such a huge response and you will inspire somebody else to know possible at the end of the day to stay sober and clean and to help others know that it's, it's so possible. (laughs) Absolutely. That is amazing because you know, it, it it was not like for me, I used to get offended when people would call me a junkie or, you know, look at my past and define me as that person. And when society would reject me or, you know, I would have a label put on me, I was offended. Whereas today, now that you're, you know, we own our truth, we claim it, we've, you know, really soul searched deep down and realized and identified with our fears. We face them head on and we've grown as women and mothers. Like, you know yourself, you know the battles you face, that you are an overcomer, that you can make it through, that healing is possible. And when you know that and you stand in that, like nobody can defeat you. No one's opinion, no one, no family member, no society, no, no one. And I love how you said that, especially in Christ. You know, there God is a part of all three of our stories, and I, I don't think that's by coincidence. Mm-hmm. I think that's so true that God has set us free and broke those chains in our lives to be that light. Honestly, he is a big part of he is the part of why I'm sober. And I didn't realize when I was going through when I lost Elena why I was going through it, but looking back at it, I know that 
he had to take away something I love most. So my daughter has the healthiest version of me today. And um, it's just like, it's such an amazing thing on how when I relapsed and I just had started going back to church, he, like, oh, I get chills right now. He literally provided me with things that I was struggling with. Like I was about to lose my house and um, like my apartment because I couldn't afford the rent. And he provided me with housing that I was on a wait list for six years for. Mm, literally yeah. within like three weeks of when I was losing my apartment, he um, provided me, I was about to lose my lease of my car. And he mm. provided me with someone that just gave me the money to pay it. I was wow. just talking with a friend and was like, um, you know, I'm about to lose my car. And he's like, oh, how much money do you need? And pretty much yeah. just gave me the money to pay it. And this happened with all in a few weeks. And it was like, God was like, remember me, I'm here. Amen. You know, stay strong, get the help. Like I'm here for you and I will always love you. It was like, it was crazy. It was so crazy. I <laughs> that gives that. me chills. <laughs> and like- I'm literally like <laughs> chilling up here. <laughs> That is so, you have such a strong story, Gloria. I mean, literally somebody could listen to that and, and how can they not think that there's not a God? I mean, that is so powerful. He literally provided you with everything you didn't think you would have. Um, and that's just, you know, that's just to prove, you know, we've got a God that literally picks us up at our messiest moments. Um, and I just wanted to touch on real quick, like, I was so embarrassed for the longest time to stand up in who I really was. Um, and how am I ever going to get clean if I keep thinking, you know, I can't share this and I can't get this out. For the longest time, I thought that way. You know, I can't let people know about my past. I can't, you know, I can't, I can't get this out. I couldn't, I couldn't ever, you know, be truly honest with anybody, my family, myself. Um, so until I was able to do that. And after I've got clean this last time, um, it's been so much easier. I'm so sorry about the background noise, but it's been so much easier to stay clean and not surround myself by toxic, um, in, in all aspects, because I was able to get honest with myself and put those boundaries up and get honest with my audience and get honest with my family and those who really loved me because they deserve to know, you know, there's no time to spend being embarrassed when we have a story to share that could help somebody else. So I just wanted to add that in. Yes. Oh, that's amazing. See, only God can do things like this. And there's been time and time again, he will show up and show out in our lives and be that provider, be that, you know, help solve our problems. He'll give us signs. He'll talk through people, places and things. And that's just so inspiring, Gloria. So one more question. And I think this will be really good for all of us to hear because I know that you've overcome so many, so many hardships. How did you become so raw and authentic with so much against you? Um, honestly, it's the, the fact that I, my story was out to the people that I loved the most and it was my family and owning that nobody can label me because I'm labeling myself. I am sharing that and letting others know that I own my past and um, that I'm moving forward, that yes. I'm going to have a great provider. 
and I'm showing them the best self, like version of myself. I want them to know that it's okay to have flaws as well. Like when my kids get older, I will tell them the story of when, you know, they were little and what had happened because they need to know that it's okay to be honest with yourself and others about who you are and what you are going to help somebody else one day. Amen. I love how you said that because there was in my childhood, I didn't always have the truth told to me. And when you are honest and upfront with your children, you know, at an appropriate age and you tell them like, hey, you can be honest with yourself, with me and other people. People respect that so much more and your credibility goes so much further because like just a few moments ago. I posted a little sneak peek of my story on Facebook about my past and to see where I'm at today, you have to own the fact that you are moving forward. You do have the pen to your story and you're the author of your story. You're writing your future out as you believe in yourself, as you take one step at a time. And Mm -hmm. I love how you said that because, you know, I titled this authenticity versus experience because no, we maybe Gloria didn't have the rejections from interviews and jobs like I did. We all have different paths, but no matter what our experience is, our authenticity is what will pay off in the long run because people can't relate to you if you're trying to pretend to be someone else and you can't be so an image of someone else, everyone else is taken. You have to be and stand in your own truth, identify with your purpose, take time with soul searching and knowing who you are so you can love yourself and be authentic. Yes. Amen. You have to be authentic because people can tell fake. And um, mm. like, if you go to tell your story, uh oh, Gloria. We lost her. Okay, we'll just cut this part out and we'll say thank you all for coming to our Fit Not a Freedom podcast. I hope you all have a wonderful Monday. We'll see you next Monday. Hello, hello, everyone. It has been a couple weeks since we've launched an episode, and I want to preface by telling you guys we are human. Kayla and I have been super busy with life. Um, That's as simple as I can make it. I hope all of you are having a fabulous Labor Day weekend, and today's topic is just going to be about simplicity and keeping things simple in our lives. And for so long, when I got clean... There was a lot of things I would overthink. There was a lot of things that I would really make a big deal out of that was not a big deal. And um, I am the queen of overthinking things and making things complicated. So when I got clean and sober, I would just handle situations with a lot of anxiety and I just broke things apart. Like, well, what if this happens and this happens? The what if scenario was something I played in my head a lot. And I'm here to tell you right now that when we do that, we are not able to show up as our best self. So what what have I done in my life to keep things simple is that I claim and own where I am at in my life. I know that the situations I face today are things I'm going to be able to overcome things I've been through. It's okay to struggle. It's okay to not have it figured out. When I run into an obstacle, I no longer overthink it. I no longer get in my way because I'm so aware of what that can do 
and it just doesn't serve me. So a lot of that just comes down to knowing your truth, standing in your truth with your head held high and your shoulders back. So I used to walk into a room, you guys, and I felt very insecure. I would, you know, think the worst about every situation and just really, you know, be very, it was from a selfish place and that pride and ego, you know, today I walk into a room and I'm, I look people in the eyes. I am very sociable now. Like I am no longer an introvert. I love people. I love energy. I love to be social. And it wasn't always like that. So it just have had to come over time of being in those moments of vulnerability and in those moments of fear that, you know, it's okay to be human. It's okay to overthink. And, you know, it just comes down to what's important to you, what you value in your heart. And, you know, where I was, you guys, in addiction is just so powerful to tell you all that there are memories that flash in my head today. And I'm just like, God knew what he was doing because of this moment I'm in right now. You know, the season you're in, the hardships you're facing today, I want you to know that in the future, it's all going to make sense. If you overthink things, if you're unable to keep it simple, if you're in your way, if you face rejection, whatever the scenario is in your life, I'm here to tell you that it's all going to be worth it when you're in that new season, when you look forward to the future, when you are becoming that person God's created you to be. You guys, there was, um, I'll give you an example <laughs> of my sister and I, we, um, I'm sure she doesn't mind if I share this, but we were in addiction together. Um, and there was a time that we were very bad off and we were pulling up to the gas station and we were going inside to do some drugs, the gas station bathroom. And we pulled up and I looked up and there was a black crow. A black crow means death. And a black crow was sitting on the gas station rooftop and I was sitting in the car and my sister went into in the gas station to do her drugs. And I was waiting in the car and we were gonna take turns. So I'm here to tell you that I was scared in that moment I thought we were going to overdose. I thought that it was going to be a bad shot. I thought it was just going to get really bad from that moment. And Lincoln is with me right now. And um, today, both her and I both are running a successful business. Today, her and I both walk in our truth. We own where we are. We see a vision for our lives that is clear. We hold value today. We walk into a room confidently where, you know, at that moment at that gas station with, you know, death written all over it and dope in our pockets and, you know, that obsession running through our minds, God knew we were going to come out of that season. So that is why it's so important to remember what you're going through right now is going to be the pain point. It's going to be the thing that motivates you. And today, when I think of those memories, it fuels me to go harder because there's someone out there right now struggling with that exact thing. So that really doesn't have anything to do with simplicity, but it was just a story I wanted you to hear because what you're dealing with now is all going to 
come to fruition. It's all going to give you what you need in the future. So when I face fear today, when I face those hardships, I am looking forward to the future because it's all going to mean something, right? What quality of life are you living? What does your vision look like? What does what do you want your faith to be like? Do you believe in something better, something bigger than yourself? And are you willing to get uncomfortable? Because that is what I've had to do to get to where I'm at today. It's all mindset. It all comes down to belief, your um, level of belief and how you believe. I believe in myself. And that wasn't the that wasn't the case at that gas station two or three years ago when we were using drugs. So I believed in that little bag of dope more than I did anything else. So God prevails. And I just wanted to share this with you guys, give you an idea of the season you're in and what can happen for your life when you just believe, when you become willing to do something that's uncomfortable. So I love you guys. Happy Labor Day weekend.